Hello, and welcome to the Girl Tries Life podcast, where we give you tangible, actionable tips to help you live your best life. My name is Victoria Smith, and you're here on day number eight of 21 Days to Kickstart Your Best Life. So yesterday was all about get curious. So I'm really curious. Did you get curious? So I would love to hear about it on social media. Tag me at Girl Tries Life and use the hashtag Girl Tries Life 21 so that myself and everyone else that's listening to the podcast can see what you're up to. And I'll just add on to that. Even if you're not participating in the 21 days as the 21 days happens, if you're listening to this months and months in the future, I'm hoping that, I'm hoping you are, uh, pl- I would love if you would still participate. I'd like this to be something that carries on. Your 21 days might start in 2019 or further. I would just love to see what you're up to. Today's topic is all about the dreaded H word, habits. So I've been reading this really great book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Many of you may have heard of it. If not, I'm going to include it in the show notes, so don't worry about it. Duhigg talks about how 40% of our days and the actions that we take are actually made up of habits. Habitually, (laughs) that means that a lot of us won't be making these decisions consciously. That makes a lot of sense to me. You know, the things you choose to eat, the way you go to work, the way you drive your car, a lot of that is made up of habits when I think a lot of us think of habits, we think, oh, I've got this really bad habit. For instance, you know, I am an emotional eater. I'm a stress eater. So my habit is when I'm upset or when I'm stressed or even bored, I turn to food. Now, other people, when they're really stressed, will turn to other vices or even cleaning. Like I know a lot of people when they get stressed and upset, their kitchen is the cleanest you will ever see it. So the really interesting thing about Duhigg's book is he talks about the habit loop and it has three stages to it. There's the cue, the routine, and the reward. So the cue is the thing that sort of triggers you into your habit. The routine is sort of the action of the habit itself. And then the reward is what you get from it, whether temporary or long lasting. For emotional eating, for example, my cue is stress (laughs) or boredom or any of those feelings. That's my cue. The routine is then that I sort of will occasionally (laughs) eat to make myself feel better. And the reward is that I temporarily get that feeling of comfort. Now, it's not long lasting. This isn't to say that rewards are something that are traditionally really positive things. But for a second, your brain and the chemicals going on will make you feel that you've gotten something really great out of that. In order to change your bad habits, Duhigg's recommendation is that you isolate the cue. And he actually has a really great blog post on this, so I'll include the link to this in the show notes in case you don't want to read the entire book, although I highly recommend the book. So for example, with my the boredom part of my emotional eating, I often find that if I'm at home alone, my husband's at work or whatnot, and I'm watching television, that for me is a cue that I want to eat something with TV because I'm, I'm bored. One of the things I can do is isolate that cue. So instead of watching TV in the evenings, I could read, I could be writing blog posts, I can do, I could be doing my podcast because the cue of the television and me being alone is what leads to that eating. If I isolate that cue, if I set it off to the side, that bad habit then doesn't get triggered. So cue, routine, reward, isolate the cue and the routine won't happen. Now, you can actually also create really good habits. Duhigg talks in his book about brushing your teeth. Now, I'm guaranteeing that the majority of people listening to this podcast brush their teeth because they think, I do this because it's good for me. Well, yes, but there's a really interesting 
history to brushing your teeth that Duhigg talks about, and it's actually from advertising. They wanted to sell more toothpaste, and so they created this cue that wasn't even really based in science, so to speak. The cue in the advertisement was that they said, if you run your tongue over your teeth, you'll feel this grit, and that's a sign that they're dirty and a good time to brush your teeth. So it was a real sensory cue, running your tongue over your teeth, And the fun fact is your teeth might feel gritty even if you've cleaned them. They'll have that bit of a a grime to them just from, you know, drinking water or anything like that. But so he created this sensory cue, which led to the routine of brushing your teeth and the reward. They kind of, you know, they explained it in the advertisement of like, you'll have teeth like Clark Gable or, you know, these movie stars. So you were getting this reward in your mind of feeling like you were a movie star and a health-based reward as well in that, you know, there were less decaying, rotting teeth. Although I'm betting from the advertising standpoint, they didn't really care about people's health. But advertisers are the ones best known to create cues. That is how they get people to buy products. Knowing this, knowing that habits are that powerful, I really recommend that you read this book and do a bit more research into how you can take control of your own habits. Duhigg also talks about how, and we know this from experience, it's harder to change bad habits, but you can crowd them out with good ones. I often hear nutritionists talk about how it's not about cutting out all the bad stuff, but if you include so many more of the good foods, you're crowding out your appetite. My theory is that that's where the five to 10 vegetables a day came in. Now I might be completely wrong on that. It's same with drinking lots of water. If you drink eight glasses of water a day, first of all, you'll be going to the bathroom a whole heck of a lot. And second, you're less likely to have, you know, space in your belly to be drinking colas and coffees and all of those things add in the good habits and it crowds out the bad habits. Now, another habit that we did talk about a couple of days ago, I think in the Be A Doer, Not A Dreamer episode, is the five second rule by Mel Robbins. I'm going to include a link to a podcast that I heard Mel Robbins share the five second rule in as well as the book. But essentially she's saying that she created for herself a super simple backwards countdown five, four, three, two, one, when she was in this state of having to make a decision about something, about whether to act or not. And in her case, it started with getting up in the morning when the alarm clock went off and rather than hitting snooze, getting up and just saying to herself, five, four, three, two, one, you know, lift off. And then she would do this thing. And the science behind it actually is that we have such a habit of going one, two, three, four, five. Like it's just built into our brains. But if you count backwards, you're again changing the part of your brain that you're using to do this because it's sort of abnormal to count backwards. And that crowds out the feelings of, oh, but I don't want to get up. Oh, I don't feel like it. And so it's funny, it's the simplest thing, but it seems to work. And I've been trying it for myself and really seeing positive results of using 54321. So that is a good habit. It's a different cue that I'm creating in my life. So your action for today, I want you to identify a new habit that you would like to foster. So a really positive one. Now make it simple and make it small. Don't make it huge. Like I want to go to the gym three times this week. Like that might be a bit too much for you. 
for example, for me, I'm actually going to use the Mel Robbins one. I'm going to use the 54321 because I have the worst habit of snoozing my alarm clock in the morning. I am just so tired. I have an infant who gets up in the middle of the night, but I know I'm doing myself no favors by not getting up when my alarm goes off and getting done my really deep work. So my action for this week, for me, my habit will be using the 54321 every single morning to make sure I get up and get out the door on time. For you, this could be maybe it's flossing your teeth every day because you've got the dentist coming up. Maybe it's develop maybe it's meal prep. Maybe it's in- before you drink a cup of coffee, you have to have two glasses of water. Whatever it is, just create a positive habit for the week and try and do it daily. That's why I'm saying it shouldn't be something as big as going to the gym because, you know, Going to the gym every day is probably really unrealistic for 90% of people. Um, I know it definitely would be unrealistic for me. So I've got some great resources in the show notes today, which you can find at www.girltrieslife.com forward slash podcast forward slash eight, the number eight. So please share what you're up to on social media. Tag me at Girl Tries Life, whether on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. Uh, use the hashtag Girl Tries Life 21 and we'll all see what each other is up to. A sub action item for today, if you want, I would suggest also taking a look at your bad habit. One bad habit you really want to work on, identify what that cue is and isolate it. Figure out how you can isolate it. Maybe that's spending too much money. Maybe that's overeating. Maybe it's, you know, being lazy in the evenings. Try and identify what the cue is that leads to that routine and brainstorm on how you can isolate that. I really wish you the best of luck today. I can't wait to chat with you tomorrow for day number nine. And don't worry, tomorrow is a bit of a lighter one because I know we've had a few heavy days, but I look forward to catching up with you then. Take care.